and welcome to an all-new Marvel cast, Explosion Network's hub of all things Marvel. We're going to talk about everything MCU and beyond, from Avengers and Defenders to AIM and Zodiac. My name is Ashley Hobley. Joining me today is Ultimate Kieran Marchant. Hi everyone. We should all like assemble or something. You know, Maybe. Whatever. Uh, also joining us, the astonishing Dylan Blight. Hello. Welcome all. Happy to be here to talk about Avengers. Marvel. Sorry, Marvel's Avengers. Don't worry. Yes. Marvel's Avengers, or as they call it in the UK, Marvel's Avengers Assemble. Because they had that, that TV series with the, yeah. the guy and the lady with the cane and... The... Which oh, I watched. Oh, that's right. Yeah, with, That's uh, an R-rated yeah. movie, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Colin, that Colin Firth was the main guy, right? I believe so. Was, I know Uma Thurman was one of them. Uma Thurman was the guy... Yeah, no, I swear it was Colin Firth was... Hang on, need to... This, Necessary information to look up. This is very Rav Fines. Oh, Ray Fines. I always yep. That's that's Sean Connery is the bad guy. Interesting. Recipes Sean Connery got a twelve meta score. Yeah, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about Marvel's The Avengers. You were made to be ruled. In the end. will be every man for himself. What do we do? We get ready. There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people. So when we needed them, they could fight the battles that we never could. Gentlemen, what are you prepared to do? Released 2012, directed by Joss Whedon, with a screenplay by Joss Whedon, based on a story by Zach Penn and Joss Whedon, based on the Avengers by Stanley and Jack Kirby, starring... Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Mark Ruffalo, Chris Hensworth, Scarlett Johansson, Jeremy Renner, Tom Hiddleston, Clark Gregg, Kobe Smulders, Stellan Skarsgård, and Samuel L. Jackson. Nick Fury is compelled to launch the Avengers Initiative when Loki poses a threat to planet Earth. His squad of superheroes put their minds together to accomplish the task. Uh, Kieran, do you remember the first time you watched the Avengers? That, that, I think that might be an interesting question. The first time was... This was insane, right? And I think this kind of, once again the same kind of that feeling of how insane this movie was when it first was released um kind of still holds to this day when you watch it it's just there's something about that first time you where the marvel's avengers title card comes and it's like the first time we've ever heard like the buh, 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 buh. like it, it's that kind of moment that just makes you feel like this is this is a big moment and, and i guess as a it's interesting to look back now and think we did not understand how fucking massive this was going to be. Considering now that you can look back all the way from Endgame, it is, um, yeah, it's it's really interesting to see that. And this was something that you know a lot of people were like, "This can't be done well. Like, this can't be done well to have these kind of separate movies all converge into this one big movie. You can't. They can't do it well." And they, and it's done fantastically. Dylan, what did you what did you think the first time you watched it, and what do you feel now? 
Um, yeah, so I, I saw it midnight or whatever, midnight release. Uh, I liked it then. I I wasn't in love with it, and I'm still not in love with it. Uh, I think it was super hype. Uh, it was really cool to go to a midnight release. I think I enjoyed the communal aspect more than I enjoyed the film. I still think it was a mess, and I still think it's a, a bit of a mess now. Like, it is a lot of... Like, the film rides on you being excited by having these characters interact more so than I think it tells an interesting story. And also, out of all the Marvel movies so far, it is just the most silly action film of them all. Like, and in retrospect, I don't, I, I do not, maybe it's just a combination of like the, the CGI being. Not like completely terrible now, but just something about the what are they called? Chitari? Chitari. No, what? Chitari. That's it. Yeah, something about them just looked off to me this time watching it. I don't know if it was just yeah. I don't know if that was just the CGI looking slightly dated or something, but they just looks maybe not up to standard of like obviously coming off Endgame or something like that. A bit different. Uh, but no, I, 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 I think it's a fun movie to watch with friends and get a, and get hyped about that's what it was the first time i saw it but i just don't think it's a particularly interesting movie because like the, the stuff i find most interesting is when they're all getting together and having to like come to terms with one another's problems and like talk to another one another and all that sort of stuff and then as soon as it gets to like the the latter the last hour where it's just mostly fighting aliens, explosions, whacking shit around and quips and one-liners and all that sort of stuff, I kind of don't really like The Last Hour. I and love the shit out of that section. <laughs> so bad. Like, like, I it love just... that stuff. Like, it's yeah, weird. It does... Look, you watch this movie, when you look at it kind of more without maybe rose-tinted glasses on, Loki's plan makes zero fucking sense. Like, Loki just makes, like, no sense in this movie. Like, the whole getting captured and then trying to set off the Hulk and whatever. It's just very... I don't know. I think they could have, there would have been other ways to do it, but whatever. Um, I think it's, He's a mischief no, from, maker. He yeah, but mischief. I thought he'd be better at making mischief than the way he did it. I don't know. Case. He kind of got them all to fight each other, so... Did he, he did know? trap Thor inside that cage and you didn't get the the hulk to go off but inside. he didn't get the hulk to go off though like they you know, he facilitated the, the events to <laughs> enable him but he could have facilitated those events without being locked in that prison <laughs> <laughs> where's the fun one, in that one one thing i will say though for, for my like sort of not like it's not like i dislike the movie but obviously i'm not riding on the same high as you are watching this i think I, I never really like uh, big, massive comic book books anyway. Like, I don't particularly enjoy crossover story events. I don't really like Avengers comics. I'm not really a big Justice League comic fan. Like, the, the second there's too many characters and the, the, the story is just a lot of, like, fighting and explosions and sort of stuff, I don't really enjoy that in comic book form, and I and I don't really particularly enjoy that in the movies either. Like spoilers, I don't. I like Age of Ultron less than this as well because it's more of the same shit as far as I'm concerned. Um, 
th- there's only a handful of comic books where I enjoy big events with major character crossovers because even the comic books just fall into the same trappings of you're supposed to be excited by seeing all the characters together and they're, they're you know they're fighting their own villains or sometimes different villains and whatever else and I'm got I that works for some people but for me obviously my, my brain just goes what are we doing? Like, what are we? It's like it's just fucking you're punching robots around. <laughs> like, yeah. might as well just be faceless goons. Yeah, I think I sit somewhere in between the two of you. I do definitely think on this rewatch, like the build up to the fight in New York is obviously better than the actual fight in New York. Yeah, uh, yeah and I don't know. I feel like maybe the humor is like a little bit dated, or in the subsequent Marvel movies, they've kind of fine tuned the voice of the humor better and there's like the obviously the cheesy one-liners and that kind of stuff throughout the entire thing so uh that is very joss whedon-esque things that i feel like got phased out obviously after his he left the franchise um but obviously i really enjoyed a lot of it obviously i feel like a number of characters like black widow i feel like she has one of the better stories or given her best better performances through the film uh, especially her opening where she's fighting the Russian dudes on the phone. Yeah, some, yeah trying to get back. information. Yeah, yeah uh, that's all great. Um, yeah, I, I definitely enjoy the film, but yeah, I can definitely see uh, the errors. I feel like, yeah, obviously that last act is like full on CGI fest. Uh, and we get so much of that now that it's probably worse in retrospect because of how much we've got of that in the years since, but definitely in the cinema that first day, uh, hype levels were off the roof and I loved everything coming out of it. So, I mean, in yeah. that respect, the cinema experience being there was obviously the best possible experience of that film. So, yeah, like I have fond memories of going to the cinema, but I can yeah. still be like, well, watching it now, it's like, it's, a, it's like a solid seven to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, was there any other story points or anything you guys want to discuss? Well, the only thing I'll say, just to stick a pin in it for a couple of weeks to come, is so I do like Iron Man three, and I think that obviously the the last scene we see with Tony, I kind of wish that obviously they didn't know where they were really taking the characters' stories when they were wrapping this this movie, but they have like that big build up, and then the fact is like making jokes at the end. I feel like if I could like digitally change the finale of this movie, I'd actually have Tony be a little bit more shell-shocked so then it I feel like Tony Iron is shell-shocked though. I know, he comes off joking and... Like, oh, but the thing is when he's asking about the shawarma while he's lying on his back, he looks like he's just having adrenaline. Like he's just pure adrenaline in that moment where he hasn't it hasn't oh, for sure, and hasn't. that's what they try and say in Iron Man three that like he was just obviously playing it off or, or whatever. But I, I, I still would just to make them link up better. I would have this like be more of a, a, I don't know, darker ending, I guess for for Tony. But they want a happy ending for everyone, obviously. Yep. Also, to come back from something from a few episodes ago, we found we do find out how Thor got to Earth. Apparently, your father used a bunch of dark matter. Dark energy. Yeah, he found that. Still, it was in his back pocket. Still, that is. Still, like half <laughs> doesn't of this, really like, explain anything. All but, of Thor yeah. in this movie is kind of just like the fuck. Like I can't even remember. I can't even remember the Tesseract. Like how the Tesseract. Like did the Tesseract like fall off the bridge or like uh, I can't remember how it ended it, up on Earth. It wasn't part of Thor. 
They found it at the start of Captain America. They find it in the temple thing, so it's always kind of been there. But doesn't oh, I always get confused between the blue like ice giant thing and the tesseract. I think that's what the problem is. Yeah, blue shiny thing, right. blue glowy things are very similar. <laughs> I don't know. It's just very okay. Sure, that's on me. Um, also- I will say I also love the opening to this film. I think it's yeah uh, really good, uh, and just that shot of that entire base being. Destroyed from the inside and collapsing. Pretty impressive. I find it... Um, it's. Do you ever find it weird looking back at this movie knowing that Loki's staff has an Infinity Stone in it? It's always really weird for me because I'm like, they just gave him an Infinity Stone? Like, surely Thanos knows that's an Infinity Stone, right? Like, Yeah, he gave him one. Yeah, he, he gave him get it back. He was hoping to get two back. Yeah. yeah, he was hoping for an investment. He was—he never gave it to him to keep. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. By the way, shout outs. I the, the Thanos, the Thanos thing. And then I, I have this like every now and then I see it pop up my Facebook memories. Like there was like I think I, I after I watched the movie, I tweet uh, like post on Facebook because like Twitter wasn't my main place at the time. I post on Facebook after it. I was like, oh man, Thanos. Oh no, I was like, oh Avengers was so good. You know, some, something like that. And then the one friend I'm allowed to mention, Sam, he like responded, was like, oh my God, so- someone I reckon's that. And then I replied at the time, and I was like, oh, it's so, it's so definitely Thanos. And then every now and then it pops up in my Facebook memories. And even years and years later, like, I like just randomly, yeah, like repost on it and go, it was Thanos. And then he'll reply and be like, <laughs> I fucking know, stop pinging this post, <laughs> stop pinging this post. <laughs> but I just say pop up and I keep pinging. I'm like, it was Thanos, by the way. Wait, people at the time weren't, <laughs> sure that that was Thanos like um, I mean was, I'm I sure mean, they, people who knew the comics did but I don't think well they never said it was him flat out so it was always like oh it could be like someone that looks like him but it could be some random of a fucking goon you know, like, okay seemed pretty cut and clear it was Thanos to me but yeah maybe. I think the majority of people actually it was Thanos <laughs> uh, let's get into building the MCU uh, small list this episode seeing as everybody kind of had already been put into place uh but this first appearance of mark ruffalo was bruce banner uh mm. the hulk debut who debuted in incredible hulk number one may 1962 created by stan lee jack kirby uh again kind of interesting to go back to mark ruffalo's first appearance of incredible hulk um and i think I, that's another good good scene of him, his first interaction with black widow uh and he definitely, you. He definitely does have the history of the. Yes, you see what I mean when I was talking about it. Now, like it, it does link up, right? It does link up. Like, obviously, they talk about the stress thing. Yeah. Uh, but it turns out that's not an important factor. Apparently. Um, he solved it. He solved it. Yeah. Well, he achieved uh, inner peace because, like, uh, if you think about it, like all that training he was doing and being able to control his uh, his anger and his feelings. Really, if you want to like kind of do your, your own fiction in the back end, you could say that he actually mastered that all those breathing techniques and all that sort of stuff to the degree that he's angry all the time, but he's able to keep himself calm all the time as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it adds up. I also, this cements, I watching them so close to each other, I do prefer Marcus, Bruce Banner, and the Hulk. Like, I do think this version is the the best kind of because even more there is more 
there's more intelligence in the Hulk itself as the character towards the end. Like, there's more... You can see the character thinking a lot more and not just being pure kind rage. of unbridled yeah. rage. Um, so I do I do like this version a lot better than the Edward Norton version. I think I like both in that if they'd done another movie where he was still on the run, I think Edward Norton would be better suited to continue to have continued playing that version and then having Mark Ruffalo come in for, to be part of the Avengers team and uh, like he just, he melds better with the cast and I think Edward Norton would have. Yeah. But yeah, but it, I mean, it would have been interesting to see a Mark Ruffalo version on the run as well. Yeah, I'm sure he could do it, but I, I guess yeah. just, Given what I'm, I'm look, looking at, already I, seen, yeah, yeah, not like oh, Edward Norton's better for this reason, or Mike Ruffalo is better for this reason. Like they're just very. I think different. this version, this like graphic design of the Hulk, I think is better. Yeah. Like, what well, also the technology and everything, yeah, the tech goes yeah, technology is, is but better. This is also the first time that the actor playing as Bruce Banner did the full mocap for the Hulk. He yeah. didn't do full mocap for this one, did he? He only did... Yeah, no, I think his full character model is him this time and mocap. I'm sure not like the stunt work and that kind of stuff, though. No, no probably I, not the I think work. they did... Like, I think they just recorded his face, you know, with the, with the 360 camera. But they did, for that for Ed, they did that for Ed Norton. Yeah, but with a yeah, better technology. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look as good, <laughs> but, like, it's better technology. Whereas I think in future ones, he was, like, on set sometimes... Like on like inside things or like playing the Hulk on set and then I'll digitally put him in later as well as recording the facial stuff. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. I like the nice touch of him wearing a purple shirt instead of like purple pants and bringing. Yeah, in, you know, there's like other nods and that kind of thing without being too explicit or on the nose and that kind of stuff. So I enjoyed that. Uh. Then we've got Maria Hill, played by Kirby Smulders, debuted in New Avengers number four, March 2005, created by Brian Michael Bendis and David Finch. Uh, obviously, Nick Fury's number two, probably really, when you think about it, kind of underutilized in the MCU going forward, but I feel like the events of the Winter Soldier kind of threw S.H.I.E.L.D. out the window to a now degree. The problem was, instead of like having done an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV series or something... And they should have just done committed and been like, oh, instead of doing a spin-off TV show, we'll actually just do like a a proper films, like yeah. Shield like movie first, where you could have all the big names return, like Nick Fury and um, Maria, whoever else those characters be in it, and then you could have had Agents of Shield like spin off from that and have not all of them return, like the big names like Nick Fury and whatever else, but. Because or else, every time she shows up, you're like, she's great. I love her in Marvel movies. But she's on screen for like a total of 10 minutes. Unless it's like Winter Soldier, I guess. Other than that, yeah. she just disappears. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and then the only other ad one, we've talked about it. Thanos debuted in The Invincible Iron Man 55, February 1973. Really? That's interesting. James Darlin. Yeah. Yeah, I, didn't, I wasn't expecting that. It's interesting. Interesting pull. Uh, obviously, the beginning of the slow f- feed out of Thanos going forward. Uh, but yeah, you got that. Uh, we'll say rip to Agent Coulson in the MCU films. Uh, how, how do we feel about Coulson's death? I felt I felt like obviously it's a important moment in the so weird law. now. It is <laughs> obviously just... with as long as you don't if you forget the the. Uh, 
Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. If you don't don't believe that happened, then, I mean, it's a cool moment. But, like, it's just a case of... (laughs) It's just a plot point that never gets brought back up for the entire rest of the run. There's never a point, not even in Endgame, where you would think maybe this could happen in Endgame. I'm not aware if anything of an Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. would stop that, but in Endgame, be like, hey, by the way, this guy right here, still alive. Like, just, uh, yeah, it's just one of the weird ones for me. Yeah. Uh, disappointing. It is kind of disappointing that we never got Coulson back again. Because, you know, he's a good character. I enjoyed Captain him Marvel. throughout this film. That's true, but he was in Captain Marvel. But, uh, yeah. Rip Coulson for the film franchise, I guess. Uh, Stan Lee deciding. We get Stan Lee at the end of the film where they're doing this uh, media coverage montage. Uh, and he says, superheroes in New York, give me a break, returns to his game of chess. Very much a Stanley line, because, you know, he put all the superheroes in New York, couldn't spread them out across America when he was writing them back in the day. Yeah. Okay, yeah. realistic. Do you want to shout out who else is in that, that sequence? Uh, Ashley Johnson? Yeah. Obviously, yeah. Well, Apparently uh, there is a deleted scene. Yeah, there which- is. I've watched it. Uh, Stan Lee uh, tells Ashley Johnson to give Captain America a number or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> Can't so imagine funny. her flirting with Captain America. Apparently that's a thing. Uh, you know, but it's a nice moment. Nice capo to the end. Uh, and that's been your Stan Lee sighting for this week. Uh, Dylan, what's your most marvelous moment from The Avengers? I mean... <sighs> I feel like we're all... Is this not the one where we just all pick the same moment because it's the one standout moment that kind of defined the film, which is the circle shot of them all standing together? No? Like, that's that has to be my pick. I don't feel like there's another marvellous as moment or even close to marvellous moment. That was the moment in the cinema where everyone lost their fucking mind. Like, not as much as several moments in Endgame. I think Endgame got more reaction. Nonetheless, but... That was the first moment. Oh, the crowd cheered at the start, I remember. Like, when the movie started, they had like, woo, it's starting. And that was pretty quiet for most of it. Like, everyone was enjoying it. But I remember when that shot happened, like, people were like, yeah! Like, and that's, that's so, I mean, and that is one of the classic go-to, like, just superhero images. cool moments. Like, yeah, images from the movie. So, yeah, I, I have to pick that. Uh, Kieran? Um... I think it's a couple for me. I really like the, uh, I really like Tony and Loki talking, like that kind of section. Um, just before the end fight scene kind of happens, I really enjoy Tony's kind of candor and just him being Tony Stark throughout that whole period, that whole piece. Um, Hulk just like destroying Loki, like just like and like saying puny god is uh, a lot of fun, especially for that character, especially for Loki who is kind of played up to get some of the old comeuppance, so to speak. Mm. Um, no, I think I do have to agree, though. I think that Avengers moment, along with the shot where they go and get Loki at the end of the fight, where it's like Hawkeye with the bow and they're all behind him, that shot's really fucking cool as well. Um, but yeah, it's that with the the score behind it is very much the, the moment for this movie. Yeah, I have to agree that's the highlight of the film, uh, but I will also shout out the Captain America... Iron Man Thor fight <laughs> in the middle of nowhere where they just leave Loki alone. Uh, it doesn't make much plot point sense, but you know, it was cool. No. 
you know, very much setting up the theme of all the Avengers fighting amongst each other. Uh, which will be a running theme for the rest of the MCU, arguably. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to this week's comics recommendation. I've picked Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes Volume 1. Uh, ran from to November 2004 to February 2005. Written by Joe Casey. Uh, penciled by Scott Collins. Telling the origin story of the original uh, Avengers team. So this isn't quite the same lineup as obviously the MCU films. Uh, featuring Iron Man, uh, Ant-Man, Wasp. Uh, Hulk briefly, <laughs> uh, and then Captain America got get run a whole gamut of different characters. Uh, I think I got about like five, six issues in uh, of the eight issue run. Uh, enjoyable, but it is very uh, political. Heavy. No, it's like it's very admin heavy. I guess it's like a lot of the behind the talking, a lot about the behind the scenes stuff and the clearance and that kind of thing. Uh, it does pick up when Captain America they find Captain America on one of their missions and he kind of gets introduced to the group um, and he's got his own issues and needs to deal with obviously coming out of the ice and that kind of stuff uh, and then you've got the Maximoff twins who pop up uh, towards the end of where I'm writing uh, Hawkeye makes an appearance as well looks like he's getting added to the team and that kind of stuff so yeah it's an enjoyable read very different to the MCU version uh, Hulk is like in the for like five minutes he like shows up to the first meeting <laughs> And then and jumps out of the roof up, and, and then fucks like, off. He, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Although here's you know, a point of, like, he's a... Them having to deal with the the media then being, like, he's stuck up for the whole, like... And then he's, like, destroyed a bunch and of buildings. then he's destroying everything, yeah. Yeah, Tony has to deal with that, yeah. The fallout, yeah. Uh, yeah, but you guys have read different amounts? I've read you guys the have? first four issues of this lot. Um... I really love any... I like this version of the Avengers, especially with Hank Pym being Ant-Man such a giant man for this run, because yes. I think he adds a very different dynamic to the Avengers that isn't really there for the MCU version. Um, and I really like him playing off, and, and Hank Pym and Tony Stark's kind of back and forth and almost rivalry is always very interesting between the two characters. Um, always makes me laugh seeing Golden Boy Iron Man being... Just that. that also, this version, it's it's bodyguard Iron Man. Mm. Yeah, they don't realize it's Tony Stark. Yeah. Yes, funny. exactly. Yeah, where it's. Uh, I wasn't yeah, expecting that suit in this in this series. Honestly, when I like clicked open the first issue and then I saw the suit, I was like, oh, I thought it would like I didn't think it was that old that they'd be using the the classic suit or whatever. But nonetheless, yeah, early days. Uh, Dylan, what do you think of what you read? Um. Yeah, it's it's okay. I think the most interesting stuff is either the the cap coming to join the team and him like adjusting to the real world, the the new world aspect or whatever. That's that's interesting. But then yeah, I would agree with like Kieran where the the Hank Pym stuff is probably the standout of the couple issues I'd I'd read so far. I don't. I'm not particularly too invested in the, the core story of like getting the Avengers to work together. Like if that's like only a couple issues in, is that just like the, the rest of the run? It's like, well, we're tr just trying to get everyone to work together and get along and deal with kind the media. Of. And yeah. 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 Obviously things happen and, you know, team members get added and yeah. maybe somebody dies. Who knows? Uh, oh shit. Yeah. But <gasps> yeah. You can you can check this one out either on Comicsology or on Marvel Unlimited. 
that brings us to the end of this episode. Let us know what you thought of Marvel's The Avengers or our comics recommendation on Twitter. You can find us on Twitter by going to explosionnetwork.com slash Twitter. All of our Twitter handles are there. You can just click on them. Hit follow and click message. That's how Twitter works. Uh, on our next episode of our Marvel Rewatch, we'll be discussing Iron Man 3. So make sure you watch that. Join us next time for another all-new Marvel cast.